Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the cloudy but lunar voice of your local announcer. This is Tom Fitzmorris, too. It's just the same uh, guy but uh, two different names, sort of. And here we are, once again, with another edition of the Food Show. We sit here and we get uh, everything from informed to goofy. And we do it with uh, an idea in mind is what? A plum. We do it with a plum. With a plum? Okay, keep going. Explain yourself. Go ahead. A plum, I have nothing to do with a, a plum. But anyway, maybe we will see it later on. Anyway, what we do is we A-P-L-O-M-B, sit down and we talk about Tom. food. Who say what? A P L O M B. Oh, a plum. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the kind you eat. Although it is a food show, so I guess it could be. Yeah, you know. yeah. I guess you could go that way. That's <sighs> uh, just yeah. wishful thinking, anyway. Uh, you are yeah. listening to the food show. Two six zero six three six eight. If you would like to join us, if you would rather listen to us mm-hmm. babble, that's okay too, because we have certainly enough to babble about. Uh, let's see. Well, busy weekend. Babble about. That's what you do when you're walking around in a circle. Huh? I guess. If you're yeah. maybe a duck or something. A duck. A, a great food. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that is for sure. You walked right into that A one. duck is a great food. It uh, well, is. It can be a great food. It's mm-hmm. not a great food if it's fanned out and red in the middle. It is a great food if it's... Uh, deep fried with a Tong Cho sauce or some other Asian way, mm-hmm. and it's got a really crispy skin. Or if it just has a crispy skin and is not necessarily Asian, mm-hmm. because uh, Andrea cooked me a really great one one time. It was yeah, duck he, a l'orange, well, he could not duck do with that. plum sauce. He has on his menu four, and this is on the menu. Plus, does, he, yes. He has four regularly offered uh, duck dishes, and in fact, you don't have to give him an advance uh, uh, is that right? Really? He does yeah, have yeah. duck just like let, all the time? Let, let me run it down. Uh, we have, well, he's got just a roasted duck. That's it. Duck all orange that you well, He's got mentioned. his rotisserie duck, which makes it rotisserie all duck? the more interesting. I wasn't thinking about I wish that. I had a rotisserie. Yeah? I do. Yeah. I mean, I wish I, I wish I ever cooked, but I uh, wish I had a rotisserie when I did cook. Well, I'll tell you a way that you... Does anybody have a rotisserie? I would like to know if it's just the stuff of pipe dreams or if it actually is a wonderful thing to have. I do, and I want to tell you about it. It's not exactly a person, but it accomplishes the what the a person would give you on that. And Cooked duck? Well, it could be, but the place I'm thinking about is that in the supermarket... That I go to more Yeah, the often. chickens. Everybody's got rotisserie chickens. In those, but we didn't see that until fairly recently. That you would find that in French restaurants, but you wouldn't find them it's quite a wonder, like that. It's a wonder chickens are not extinct. Between the rotisserie yeah. chickens in the supermarket and the new chicken sandwich craze. Are you crazy? It's a it's a wonder that they're not extinct. They're they're being yeah. hit from all sides. Well, you know, they have this advantage of having people looking out for them and raising them. 
And so that gives you kind of like a, you know, just a, a room. They're mass producing them is what they're doing just okay. to keep up with the grotesque demand. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Uh, we had a bunch of eating over the weekend. We just had some more yep. eating just now. I went to mass too. Congratulations. I mean, you, you look holier. You mentioned something about mass, but I. I did. Yeah. When did I mention mass? Just um, a moment ago. Ooh, okay. Uh, anyhow, uh, we uh, uh, where were we? Nowhere, really. Nowhere. So you know what? It's <laughs> so, so it is Ain't time to go straight. Like. It's time yeah. to go straight to your little almanac, which gives us great ideas for the show. But before I go to the almanac, yeah. I want to throw out a couple of things. I was just sitting around waiting for the time to click off. Yeah. Here in the studio, yeah, I was listening, not really listening to the news, but the news Mm -hmm. was on, and I was looking through a couple of things that are absolutely everywhere in here. And I picked up a book Mm -hmm. called... uh, Is it that book? What is it? Feeding Frenzy. Feeding Frenzy. Yeah, Feeding Frenzy. And it looks like a self-produced book by a guy named Corbett Davis. And it's actually a really nice little book. Yeah, I think it is. <clears throat> I was uh, looking it over, and uh, it, it, there was more to it than I would have yeah, expected. It's some guys in Florida, and they have – it's like the whole Gulf area, but they have all kinds of different, you know, recipes from different areas. And there was this cool picture of them coming – I guess it was them – coming up in a boat onto a pile like a really large mountain Mm -hmm. of what looked like a man-made sort of beach of conch shells and not little conch shells like massive conch shells it was in the bahamas and um and i was just wondering i know you've talked about conch and i've not had conch because you have always talked about it being like an eraser yeah but i wonder if it's like an eraser who eats conch and why would you eat conch? And in what way do you eat it that makes it appealing? It is most... Uh, most a soup, isn't it? Is it a well, soup? Well, it, it could be, but it's the most common... Uh, uh, the fritters. Is, conch yeah, fritters. Yeah. Conch fritters are a kind of... Uh, they're, a tough is not the word. It, it's kind of rubbery. That, that's what uh-huh. I always keep. Yeah, alive. well, that's tough. And if you you're chewing it, you can almost chew it like you would chew, uh, you know, a big wad of bubble gum. Uh huh. And that's what I get out of it. Uh, the flavor is that of you know just sort of everyday uh, seafood. It's uh-huh. in a big shell. They eat oysters. The conchs actually, you know, just moving their way along the bottom, or sometimes, you know, over rocks and stuff. If they see oysters. They'll move in on the oysters. They will actually drill through the shell of the oysters. And you know how thick some of those can be. And they literally suck out of the conch the meat of the conch, which makes them just No, they suck out the meat of the oyster. The conch sucks out the meat of the oyster. I'm sorry. You had that exactly right. Uh And I was wrong. Well, that's what I'm here for. Well, good, good, good. (laughs) But anyway, that's what... Uh, so I was wondering if anybody likes conch. If yeah, anyone likes the taste of conch, is there a taste of conch? And how do you prepare conch or where do you get conch that you find um, worthy of eating? Uh, because I, I've not had it. I'm curious California. about that. And I also mentioned no, in a California. recipe in the book 
I noticed had Cavender's Greek seasoning. Does mm. anyone else love Cavender's Greek seasoning as I much as I do? I haven't seen that in so many years. It better I'd still be out there. I completely forgotten about it. And I haven't looked for it because, like I say, we don't cook. But yeah. if you have seen Cavender's Greek seasoning and you know where to get it, if it is disappearing from floor shelves, I need to go and get uh, from supermarket shelves. I need to go and get some because I love that stuff. And you know why I like it? Because it's really salty. Mm. <laughs> the truth is, and I just have to admit this to myself, when I find something is really good, I never eat salt. Uh, I never, I never intentionally salt anything. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a restaurant or something, and I determine that something is super delish, mm-hmm. it always registers in the back of my mind eventually. Oh, that's because it was so salty. Because mm. I really do it like is, salt. Is it truly salty, or is that just something that you? No, I think it's actually truly salty. Oh. I mean, you know, it might, it might not be all that salty you're right because if i don't ever salt food myself then maybe i have a hypersensitive palate for salt but i used to love salt and use it all the time and about 10 years ago i just quit doing that and it was it was kind of amazing to see how easily your palate will adjust what's the matter tom nothing Oh, for ready. a webcam, for a webcam. Was, well, what? I was doing up a little uh, visual for you. Yeah, and why? What is that? Well, um, the Cavender's Greek seasoning. I'm, Tom I'm, is I'm, holding forth his hand like there's something sticky on my, it. Go ahead. My left hand. Yes. And here is how I, I use salt these days. Cause I'm, you should never use salt. I'm a long, uh, uh, be, be, what's, what's the word? High blood like? pressure. A high blood pressure, yeah. So uh, the way I use salt, which I don't sometimes, most of the time, I don't use it at all. But I'll hold my hand out like this, and I get the, the salt shaker, and I go. And then I can knock off some of it very easily if I don't want it at all. And why, well, why would you do it in the first place, and why would you, you ever be? Bit. What was the occasion of you ever using salt? Just you, you know. I, I don't remember the last time, but it is one of those things where, Every now and then, you just need a little touch of it, and a little touch is not going to kill you. So, uh, that, or you can just not do it at all. I guess is a more effective way of doing it. But it seems to me, um, you well, if can, you eat, if you eat out in restaurants a lot, yeah. then the chances are that you've definitely got that covered. But even still, sometimes I mean, we do eat out in restaurants all the time, and so I would say that most things are appropriately salted. But every now and then I get something that's, you know, really, really extra good. And I go, oh, that's why it was really salty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. I'm looking for someone who likes conch. And I'm looking for someone who is also one of your wants, and that is uh, Cavender's Greek seasoning. Yeah, I definitely want some more of that. If and that's not to be found anywhere, i got to go get some. I, uh, it, it's one of those things that... Is has been around long enough that I remember selling it to people at the Time Saver. And oh, is I, that right? Really? And I stopped working there in uh, 1970. I don't know. I don't something. know if I got onto Cavender's Greek seasoning in lieu of salt. Probably I did, but um, <clears throat> it's got a lot. It, it feels like it's got a lot of salt in it, but. Um, I used to make this really great Greek salad. Yeah, what was in it aside from It had Cavender's Greek seasoning. Yeah. And it had uh, olive oil. 
and red wine vinegar and lemon and a lot of just like olives in it. Mm-hmm. And it was olives and, and feta cheese and cucumber and purple onion and some tomato. And it was just, I mean, I used to eat that every day. It was great. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I got to get back to that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you will if you want to, if you really, <laughs> really want to. <laughs> will, you go out to, to you. Will, you, will you go back to, to eating by yourself? Eating by myself. Yeah, in other words, remember how you, you had all those lonely those lonely years of eat, dining by yourself in all the restaurants. Everybody was feeling sorry for you. Actually, there's this guy that um, that we're having on the show tomorrow. Yeah, who is it? His name is Josh Noik. Josh Noik? Yeah, and he's a Brit. And N-O-I-K. He, K. K. And, and he's a Brit, and yeah. he was at Galatoire's. The other day when oh, I yeah. was at Galatoire's yeah. and he was dressed rather, um, well, <laughs> you have to qualify this at Galatoire's because everybody's dressed rather, uh-huh. you know, but he was dressed formally. normally, formally, formally. Yes. Well, he was not dressed formally. He was oh, he dressed was. in a rather Informal. attention grabbing way, uh-huh. but okay. not in the Galatoire's way. And then there were mm. people that were coming up and taking pictures with him. And so I thought, ooh, he must be an Internet sensation. I should get him on the show. Mm. But um, I sat down and talked to him for a while. And he actually is a DJ from London, but he was mm. he was just visiting New Orleans. Was he on the BBC? No, no. no. There were some disc jockeys on the BBC in in, uh, New oh, England. I would imagine so, because the BBC is just a major broadcasting operation, but so I'm sure it? there must be some, for they sure. They have some yeah. really amazing voices over there. Yeah. Well, they're Brits, and if you have a British accent, you can get away yeah. with just about anything. That's true. At least to me, anyway. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> maybe yeah, that's yeah, your problem, yeah, yeah. Tom. You don't have a British accent. Oh, well, I better not. <laughs> anyway, um, so he's coming on, but after he left... Uh, I was I was asking a table of people who were taking pictures, not taking pictures with who were talking to him, and um, and I said, so who is that? What does he do? And she says, oh, we just went over and talked to him because he was eating by himself. Did anybody ever do that with you, Tom? All the time. Oh, they did. Good. Yeah. So that it does generate pity if you're eating by yourself. Uh, no, no, they, it, it it brings. Um a social opportunity. Uh, a social opportunity is not what I would have chosen, but it's equally as good as what I was thinking of, which was that they are entertained by, by my someone antics. eating by someone eating by themselves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happens to me all the time. I'm sitting there. So well, wait, it does not happen to you all the time because I wind up going to restaurants with you all the time. So we're going to go back to that because if well, you're getting I mean, nobody's if, perfect. If you're getting entertained and people are coming up to you. And, and and they're sitting there and listening to your antics. Isn't that better than me? Because I don't listen to your antics. I, I guess so. But then again, so then I'll go who, back to my Cavender's perfect. Greek salad, and you can go yeah. out and entertain people in restaurants. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We're talking about you know nothing as usual, but it is <laughs> kind of sort of food related. Well, you know, if we, you'd like to join us, give us a call. You know what we ought to have for our listeners is a report on the place where you and I had lunch today, which I thought we was very will good. Do that as soon as we. Oh no, it's not time for a break yet. Five minutes from now. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. You can launch into that. Do restaurant reports. 
All right, we will return with more. We are going to take a break, okay. More of the food show in a moment. But first, if you will, this. Hello, you're on the food show. You're also right next to the food show and across from and uh, out in space with the food show. Exactly. Greg's on the phone, too. Greg is on the phone, and then we have an interesting report here. We have people who uh, say that they have Cavender's Greek seasoning, that they have the actual recipe, but we will find out about that after we talk to Greg. Greg, welcome to the food show, and say hello to Marianne. Hello, Marianne. Hello, Tom. How are we doing today? (laughs) What do you mean? We're doing fine, Greg, and yourself. <laughs> I'm good. I just wanted to see if you've noticed, I guess we can call it a trend, of an yeah. increase of uh, Thai restaurants, especially on the North Shore. Have you guys noticed that? Uh, I noticed that about 10 years ago, but I don't think it is holding up particularly well because there are some of them that I've been really surprised as being you know, not just mediocre but downright marginal. Uh, but there are still a lot of really good ones, too. Yes, is the answer to your question. There is a great yeah. proliferation of Thai restaurants. On the North Shore. Yeah. Well, in general, I think, but also yeah. very much so on the North Shore. What's interesting about the North Shore to me yeah. is this is a an affluent community, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a terribly sophisticated community. No. And right. when I see things like Thai restaurants... In the numbers that there are, I think, <clears throat> okay, you're obviously wrong, meaning me. And and habanero, which is kind of an authentic Mexican restaurant, like not American, but like more Mexican, uh, as popular as it is, I find that interesting. So obviously, I have grossly underestimated the palate, at least, of the North Shore Rinians, as my son calls us. There's a yeah. lot of Mexican well, places, but uh, Thai food is a you know a very different thing. Uh, yeah, I've noticed I, that. I've yeah. noticed that for sure. I love the cuisine, but I'm wondering from a population standpoint if it's oversaturated. If, like you said, Marianne, if it's not sophisticated, I wonder if it's going to do well. You know, if there's so many of them, because well, know, obviously example, like a, uh, people on the North Shore have a higher. Um, interest in more exotic cuisines than I would have expected. So probably, yeah, yes, it true. will continue. I mean, it's been that's around true. for a while, but there's been a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, I would hope, I, I, I love Greek and Lebanese food. and man. There are some good ones around town, but North Shore is really lacking. I know there's Al-Basha, yeah, but I it, wish it, there were it more. It always has. That's nothing new, yeah. and uh, I wish it were not that way. But the, it's, it's like people don't know what it is. Yeah, that it exists or something like that. It's very strange. You know what I find curious about, uh, and this is city-wide, not just the North Shore, but there is a tremendous dearth, in my opinion, of Chinese, like straight-ahead Chinese restaurants. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's less than it used to be. I remember one of the years when I made my end-of-the-year uh, survey of the restaurants in town, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was something along the lines of this. Uh, one, uh, the the uh, Chinese restaurant, just, we're talking strictly Chinese restaurant. There was one year, I want to say 1990 or something, uh, where we had uh, a, a little over 100 restaurants doing Chinese food. Oh, and yeah, a couple I believe of, A couple of years later, I said, let me check this again. And it was nowhere near that. It was it was something like 42. 
And I, I've never quite gotten uh, my head around that. You know, I'm saying that like there isn't any because, but there are a lot. Like I'm just thinking that we were talking about Kenner uh, a couple of weeks ago. There yeah. was a Kenner. There was a Kenner uh, Chinese place right behind the McDonald's on Veterans, and then there was another good mm-hmm. one that was only a couple of blocks away. So, maybe what I'm saying is is restaurants that are noted, like you know Trayen, for example. Um, when there are a lot of little Chinese restaurants that have been toiling away in obscurity uh, and doing just fine for many many years, and there's probably there probably are a hundred of them. Yep. Marianne, you mentioned something interesting with Trey Yen. I, I know the Hammond location closed some years ago, but that always was odd to me because it has such a large university with Southeastern mm-hmm. not too far away. I know, you know, obviously I'm sure they made a you know right decision, of course, but I was just I just kind of was wondering because it was there for so many years, and you think with a large university, I mean, a lot of people I knew that went to Southeastern would go there for lunch like almost every day. So, mm-hmm. I think the kids. The younger kids now don't view restaurants like that the way they would sort of a Chinese walk up. You know, yeah. I, I, I just yeah, think they don't I just think they're they're not as invested in a traditional restaurant of that size and stature right. and would prefer to be at some hip, you know, Chinese walk up. I, mean, you know, I think like it's just Panda a change Express, in times. What? Like Panda Express. Are you ever? Are you familiar with the Panda Express on Veterans? Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with Panda Express, but not. Um, not. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, there's like in New Orleans, for example, there are just a lot of Asian, quick, cheap places. Yeah, very hip pop-up kind of things that are appealing more to the younger generation than the more traditional yeah, restaurants. There's, there's yeah. something like about uh, 10 restaurants, I'm just taking a wild guess, along Highway 59, which is uh, my, my route back home, and there's a Chinese restaurant in there, which always seems to be busy, but I've never seen anyone actually eat there. Uh, they're yeah. they're all going. Yeah, in, they always do Chinese the getting takeout. The, yeah, take, getting the yeah. takeout and take head out. for home. They seem to be and happy about it. And that's what supports it. those kind of restaurants. That yeah. kind of takeout. You know, I'm laughing off off uh, off mic here about a. And this is apropos of nothing except you did mention Panda Express, and it's just a funny thing. What I is mentioned that? I mentioned this movie the other day called Keeping Up with the Joneses, which I thought was pretty hysterically funny, and it was about the spies, and they mentioned. Uh, I mean, I was talking at the, about this specific scene where they were in a snake restaurant. Ooh, and, my favorite. And the guy that was taken to the snake restaurant, which is Zach, uh, what is it, Gennafalafis or whatever, Gennafalafis, I don't yeah. even know how to say his name. Gallifanakis. And, thank you, Gallifanakis, yeah. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was freaking because actually one of the snake heads bit him. But anyway, mm. he said he was saying... What is this? And, and the guy said, it's a snake restaurant. And he goes, it's just like the name said. It's a snake restaurant. And he goes, well, in Panda Express, they don't serve Panda. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway, that was a, one of the more hilarious uh, scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Um, anyway, is that it? Uh, Have you gone through no, your list? Everyone really, calls with a list. One, mo- one more thing really quick. Uh, you mentioned the younger generation. 
We have to put a lot of that. You what? put you put a what? You stopped uh, your, your you're breaking up. You Say something. Yeah, quickly. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. Okay. No. Like millennials, we talk about them, but what about Generation Z, the ones behind them? It's going to be interesting to see how uh, they change the. I don't even want to think. I don't even want to. I, I won't even let my mind wander there. <laughs> On that note, we're going to let you go, Greg. Thanks for calling. Let's go to Michael seventy five. And here he is. Hello. Think. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I, I can. can hear you. Is that a toilet? You sound here? like you're in a conch shell. Yeah. No, I was about to talk about a conch. Very, very, uh, a unique uh, reference. But uh, no, I mean I'm driving on the interstate about 100 miles an hour, so it's making. <laughs> huh. so, a man after my own heart. Go ahead. Oh, I had, I had a. Um, I bought this $200,000 car, and it was like 10 years old for 30000 It was a V12. It was called the Mercedes S600. So uh-huh. I, I, I was driving it like 120 one day, and I blew up the, uh, I blew it up. <laughs> but I got uh-huh. it for two, two or three years, so it was fun. So anyway, uh-huh. I, I'm going to talk about the opposite of Panda Express. This is the only... Uh, uh, authentic Chinese restaurant in the whole area. It's called Little Chinatown on Williams Boulevard. Oh, yes. You've been talking about that place for years and years and years. Yeah, but uh, people don't know it's authentic. In fact, most people won't even like it. Most uh, people who are like Big Fu Young and stuff like that won't even like it. It's got uh, conch, it's got uh, intestines, all kinds of great real Chinese food. Oh, this would have uh, so, been good for the show, Food That Scares Me. Cooked intestines, yeah, things like that. You would be scared by that. You have no idea how scary that is. Okay, I'm so gonna go be, ahead. I'm going to scare you at the end of this conversation. First of all, I went on, I went on a, a rampage of cooking today. This is what I cooked. Okay, I, I had mussels with cream sauce, okay? Mm. That, then, Sounds good. We had um, Italian sausage and peppers like they do at the San mm. Gennaro. Uh, Great combination. Then I, then yep. I made Jewish penicillin with matzo balls. Mm. What is that? And Jewish penicillin. Yeah, uh, it's we hear more about it um, it's during the holidays. Chicken soup. Yeah. Chicken okay. soup. Play chicken soup. If you ever have the flu or you're sick, you better make yeah. Jewish penicillin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. thing that's going to scare you, the, the United States uh, government calls these things fries. I have a Muslim butcher that kills the little lambs on Tuesdays, and on Wednesdays he, he, he uh, brings all the fresh meat to his, his little halal, they call it. Yeah, is that that halal brothers down there on the by the shish kebab house? Exactly, but they moved. Uh-huh. They moved two blocks away. Anyway, okay. a beautiful, beautiful new place. And these are called fries by the U.S. government. Baby lamb testicles. They're the most oh, delicious. Oh, my God. All, right. all you have to do is you cook it like a steak and, and call it butter. You'll never taste anything that good in your life. Uh, but uh, y'all, y'all, all you most scary cat Americans, you're scared of You've just things. killed me, Michael. I'm a cheese fry no. girl. Uh, you, can't, you can't handle the truth. 
I can't handle the truth. I don't want to handle the truth. The point point of your comments elude me. Yeah, he's uh, he, he. So that is that is that all that you cook? Do you cook? You can't. This is the kind of stuff that you can't cook and just like keep for a week or anything. I mean, that's like lasagna. So you you do do you eat all of that at one sitting or what? You freeze the Jewish penicillin with the monta balls. Okay, that. I keep my refrigerator at 34 degrees so everything stays at least a week in it perfectly. Wait, so you cook mussels ahead of time and, and leave them in the refrigerator? Of course. Mussels with cream, you just warm them up the next day. The beautiful cream sauce. No kidding. Mm, I would think I would think a cream sauce warmed over would break. I wouldn't no. uh, eat that. Huh. And it's, I don't even want to talk about the lamb testicles. Too, we'll just move it, along from that. Mussels, uh, they, they are much too easily contaminated to, to put it in a place like that, in my opinion. Yeah, when you started saying that you're cooking and, and cooking up a storm, usually when somebody cooks they and, and they cook a lot of things, if it's just like them and their spouse... Uh, you cook things like lasagna or a casserole. <laughs> you put, well, but when yeah. you're talking about these things, these are like gourmet items. I'm surprised that you save these. I agree. Let's stop talking about it. It's the stop food show. I'm Tom Fitzgerald. I think you're being dismissed, Michael. That's how. That's and, Tom's uh, way nice of saying bye. Thanks. Here with you talking about food and restaurants and stuff. And uh, we, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, I actually. That's my favorite thing, Tom. When you get rid of a very good caller to just get dead air, I love that. Two six zero six three six. Shall we get him back? Let's take a break. Uh, WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Hi, this is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's nice to be here with you. And if you're not here yet, come on over. We've got plenty of space for you. Uh, I don't know why I have a, a little desk uh, right in front of me and a little sh- little shelf in it. And uh, also a drawer. And um, uh, I have here uh, a pen. What do you think? Any thoughts specifically? Love it. Love it. It's beautiful work of art. It's my my favorite one. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I bet. And uh, I have Alan. Alan is on the phone. Alan I've got on my list. Alan, welcome to the food show. Thank you for waiting. Oh, of course. And and I'm glad to be on your list. Thank you. (laughs) I'm glad to Um, be on the list, too. I missed Friday's show, and I know you had Allie. Is that correct? Yes. We did, and I think we have her coming again soon. Well, she was on the show as a as a caller on Friday, and on Friday, this Friday, she will be there as a co-host. I see. And let me let me ask you, um, the blog, not the blog, but um, the repeat shows that, that uh, the podcast. Podcasts. Like, the podcasts. Yeah, podcasts. So are you going to have Fridays? Because I've noticed that um, it's kind of a touch and go. Um, Sporadic is the word you're looking for. Uh, Probably not. Okay. Um, Okay. We need to to solicit Doug to do this, but he can't right now because the computer situation is there's a situation afloat. So the podcasts have sort of uh, been halted temporarily. Well, I, I just say because uh, people are starting to notice that, um, hey, um, I'm, they call me Mr. T here on campus. Uh, I, I see Mr. T is talking into his phone, and um, I don't <laughs> I, I see I have I'm very concerned that, you know, I'm going to have to rely on catching the show later. And I was hoping to do it by by way of a podcast. And, Uh-oh. uh oh, 
I've got a solution for you. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a a solution for you. Uh, Why don't you co-host the show one day? He lives in Seattle. (laughs) That's a little difficult. Uh, And he's a school teacher. And they'd say. But I'm going to hang on to. Yeah. What? No, I was going to say I take that invitation seriously. And when I come down to New Orleans. um, Yes. Um, there we you'll, go. You'll let me do that, but uh, anyways, I, let, and I will uh, appreciate uh, the. <laughs> well, we already owe you and your wife dinner, so book that, oh, and uh, and then the co-hosting, yeah, for sure. Well, no, you don't, you don't, you don't owe us anything yet, but uh, <laughs> but it's nice of you to say that. Um, let me just um, so I called because uh, the guy that was on before he mentioned Conk and uh, that. Uh, he said it was on a menu of a Chinese restaurant, but he didn't really talk about it. Um, I, there's a nice uh, new place here in Edmonds, which is just north of Seattle, where uh, my wife grew up. And they have a Caribbean restaurant that serves really, really good Caribbean food. Uh, and, of course, that would be jerk chicken, jerk pork, among some other uh, uh, dishes. And, of course, it being the Pacific Northwest, I've been for a great job on fish, Caribbean style. But so as an appetizer for the first time in my life, at my age, I, I tried the conch. And it's um, conch fritters. I think you mentioned that. Right, yeah. Earlier. That's, where I, that's mm-hmm. how I usually see it. And it's, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It, it reminded me a bit of calamari, but, but different mm-hmm. shapes. It's, it, it's and, more like um, a rubbery cube kind or a of ball. That, yeah. but, it but had it, what, it, Alan? I was saying that that it doesn't look like calamari, but it kind of tastes like calamari. Uh, It is fried, battered and fried, and it was served with an aioli sauce that that was uh, superb. And I just thought it was great. Uh, So, anyways, uh, I wonder I I wonder where these uh, have come from, where where the the calamari came from, and where also. Well, I know, but that, well, it started with a conch, and then he mentioned uh, calamari. He said it's got the taste of a calamari. Yeah. Well, what I'm what I'm uh, trying yeah. to get around to is that uh, there's a a taste thing which I think you correctly nail as somewhat similar. But what I find besides that is this texture, which is uh, as as I mentioned earlier, it's kind of like. Uh, a, a rubbery racer, and that's true of both the calamari yeah. and the uh, the uh, other thing. Well, then I made a good call on calamari. You now, did. here's the question, the, Alan. The here's the question. Yeah. If you took yeah. away that delicious aioli sauce, would you like them, yeah. do you think? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, see, I am, I am one to dip uh, whatever, you know, like anything fried like that as an appetizer. Uh, so if you're saying what I like plain, yeah, it would be good, but I would also use, you know, a, a little ketchup or a tartar sauce or something that's not as that wasn't as fancy as the sauce it came with. But uh, yeah, it's good enough to eat alone. <laughs> that answer. It's good enough to eat by itself. Okay. Um, but All right. It, Just checking. Should you yeah, eat it while you're by yourself? Oh, well, he, he's, <laughs> but I couldn't resist it, it, that one. Thank you. But if you like, for example, I'll use calamari as an example. If you like calamari without dipping it in, in any sauce, then I would venture to say that you'd like conch as well mm-hmm. without having to, to put it in anything. Well, no, I think you like it. Um, what about 
about pandas? Have- no, I'm only kidding. No, no. <laughs> so one last thing. See, I have a All list right. too. Actually, I think that just. Oh, good see, everyone calls with a list. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask Tom. Um, one of one of my favorite restaurants up here, which I discovered quickly, uh, yeah. and uh, you'll find out more about. It's called Steelhead Diner, oh, and it's uh-huh. it's downtown. It's not far from uh, Pike's Pike Place Market, and um, you know. I, and we've talked about this before, ordering something that is uh, the, Louisiana by nature. Um, so they have gumbo. They have a uh, chicken and dewy sausage gumbo on the menu. And even though my wife kicked me under the table, you know, when I started ordering it, because she was afraid that I was going to make a scene if they bought me something. <laughs> this is not gumbo! Was... <laughs> right. Well, it was... Probably the best gumbo I've, I've, I've ever had. And really? Uh, yes, and I found out why. The chef there, his name is Kevin Davis. And I wonder if that rings a bell with you, Tom, because he was the executive, executive chef at Arnaud's in the early 90s. But he was there for about five or six years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm uh, do, so, what's I, what's his what's his name again? Kevin Davis. Kevin Davis, Kevin right? Davis. Yeah, there was Kevin, and then for a, for a long time, there was the uh, chef Catalanotto, um, who was whose dad and uncle used to run a, an Italian restaurant in in uh, Metairie. That was called yeah, the Three, yeah. the Three uh, Baby. The <laughs> Corsican Brothers. The Corsican. It was almost that. Uh, all three of these guys were very short. And they made a joke out hmm. of them, and uh, and their dad was uh, one of their dads became uh, 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 over in Metairie, the uh, Italian Vincent's, restaurant Vincent's. Vincent's. Mm-hmm. So there's a, you, ah. know, you have uh, thrown off a lot of a lot of little pieces of evidence here for what I don't know, but <laughs> we've got all this evidence now. So. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going to prove some kind of crime or something. Yeah. Anyway, well, go ahead. So what were you saying, Alan? <clears throat> Oh, Steelhead Diner. Steelhead Diner. Let me ask you something about um, a Camellia Grill kind of place that's actually in Pike's Market. What's the name of that place? Oh, that's that's a cool place. I've been there a couple of times. Uh, Um, What is when like they? You go upstairs. It's upstairs. It's upstairs. It, 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 well, there's a place that sells great. Uh, uh, what is it? Chowder. It, a lot. Well, you're going to. If you find if you named it, I would know if that's it. Lowell. It, this, this is that market that uh, it's what it sounds. It's Pike's that, Market, yeah. And then below that or above that, there's kind of a, another market where you can buy comic books, among other things. I know because yeah, I bought a comic book there. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if I'm getting it right, but but my guess would be Lowell's. That's L O W E L L apostrophe S, and I think that was also in the uh, movie Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, mm. It was featured. I, I think uh, Tom Hanks was sitting in that, having probably. It's having it's very uh, pedestrian. It's very humble. It's very you know. It's it's um, it's one of those blasts from the past that I call. Okay, it sounds really familiar, and I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, um, it might be. It might be Lowell's. I, that did not ring a bell, but I don't know that it. You know, let, that I absolutely would know that it would. We might have to get a hold of poker. Anyway. Yeah. Well. 
I'm no, not I, kidding. I'm, I'll check. I okay. think poker does know. Go ahead. What? And then, you know, there, there was something else that came up here. Um, uh, Vol? No, not Vol. It was Noel. Noel, just a couple of minutes ago. What about Anybody it? remember uh, the? Huh? Of what? That sounds familiar. Nobody, nobody's clicking into it. Never mind. Well, I thought of something, but it's not worth telling. All unless, right. Unless nobody calls, in which case it's eminently a, a, for being a... Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, Alan, what? are you done? I'm going to send you off. I here. am. All right. Uh, yes. Take yeah. care. Thank you for calling. 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-MENU if you would... Michael, sorry. <laughs> All right, Michael, 75. He had more to say, Tom, so you ran him off. Hi, Michael. Uh, I was okay. I don't, right. I don't mind. A couple, couple of corrections, first of all. The uh, conch at the Little Chinatown is not fried at all. It's in a light, opaque sauce, and it's fabulous. Uh, secondly, Tom, if you've been eating calamari and it's rubbery, you've been eating in the wrong place. It's been overcooked. <laughs> And like my I wasn't eating it. Said, Somebody else was eating it. Well, if anybody told you it was lovely, idiot, he should have left immediately. But anyway, calamari should be cooked, as Mario Batali said, either 30 seconds, fried for 30 seconds, or cooked for two hours. There's no in-between. It, it, that's when it comes out rubber. I don't know what place that was, uh, but they should have been banned from your show. Oh, my goodness. Another one? That's now, Michael, let me ones. ask you this. Do you know that there is a hip version of the little China whatever out in Kenner called Dian Shin in the quarter? Oh, yeah. We tried. It's We've the tried. dumpling house from the same people. We have been trying to. Oh, really? Uh, uh, Doug, did I say it right? Because you told me how to say it. Doug? I did? Doug told oh, Doug. me. Oh, Doug. <laughs> But but it's, do they have the same uh, foods? Because they have a little. It's a dumpling house. Every, yeah, they have it's, the blackboard every day at the little Chinatown, just like you'd be in Beijing. Yeah, I gotta go there. Have you been to Beijing, Michael? By the way. No, my son is a professor there of law at the Beijing University. Well, why haven't you gone? Too far. I'm not going over there. My wife wants to go. I said, no, no, no way am I going 20 hours. All right, I'll go, go with your wife. Yeah, no, no, she ain't go. yeah, going either, but we're going to, uh, we go every year to Italy and uh, France, so that's I enough. I know, I know, you're quite the traveler, that's why I'm surprised to hear that you have not been to Beijing. No, the Asia, Asia does not interest me. You know what, you, you're right, everybody, but here's the thing, I, I say to people who have just come back from there, they say, you know what, I had no interest in going whatsoever, and then I went, and I'm so glad I went. So I think I have to go. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it's not um, anything that's bad. I'm sure there's some enjoyment involved. It is a long trip, though. It's a really long trip. Right, yeah, definitely. But anyway, uh, Tom, make sure the guy who cooks your calamari fries it, tell him 30 seconds max. And, and by the way, if you want to get the best calamari in town, go to G. Orlando's. <gasps> we love G. Orlando's. And I believe that. Mm, I yeah. believe it because right. everything else is good. Michael, you broke the, the, the first rule of the food show, which is not to call back in the same show, but it's okay because Tom, Tom no, hustled no, you off the first I, I had to call back for corrections only. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Two six zero six three six eight. We will take your call regardless of its purpose. 
because uh, that's what we're doing. And we're talking about food, and you help us do that. Tom, you look like you have something important to say from your list. Oh, I don't have anything other than the fact that uh, we today had an interesting uh, 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 luncheon over there at uh, at Ron's, it turns out. Nope. Don's. 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 I always get Ron's and Dwight. Anyway, this is um, a restaurant uh, that, I, for, uh, for some reason, I always think it's on the West Bank. I know it isn't. But uh, anyway, we uh, had uh, Don's Cajun uh, food. It, it's a uh, kind of a neighborhood place, heavy, heavy on the seafood, and very, very popular among people particularly who uh, work around there. There's more of it to say. That I, I need to write this before we talk about it particularly. Okay. Because I, I thought it was really good, and uh, it was good in some ways that I don't remember seeing anything quite like lately. He is referring to Don's Seafood Hut, which is in Metairie and also on the North Shore and four other locations in the state, one being in Gonzales and Baton Rouge and uh, two more that I'm not sure where they are. But um, we were invited to go and see some renovations that they did, and we had some lunch there, and um, Tom is very excited about that. Yep. So if you wanted to mention that later, that's fine. If not, we have oodles and oodles of stuff to talk about today. I asked the question when we came on about conch because I've never had conch and will likely never have conch. But I was curious about what what people thought of it. And also we threw out Cavender's Greek seasoning, which I absolutely love. And uh, Tom mentioned that maybe it was disappearing from shelves, which is a terrifying thought, even though... You know, I, I never cook, but um, but I would like to make this Greek salad again, uh, and I have to go get some more. But, Doug, you said that you knew the – was it you that looked it up and knew the recipe of Cavender's Greek that seasoning? That is correct. Now, it's what? It is. There's a lot of ingredients in this I stuff. know. There's a we couple can... of here's, – here's, here's, let me break it down for you here very, very quickly. A couple of tails, tablespoons uh, – rather, teaspoons of salt, basil, oregano – and garlic powder, a single teaspoon each of dill, marjoram, cornstarch, black pepper, parsley flakes, and a half teaspoon of thyme, ground cinnamon, and nutmeg. And there you have... Nutmeg. Yep. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, you see, if you've ever seen it, if you took some of it and poured it into your hand, you would see that there's a gazillion things in there. And I'm surprised to hear about nutmeg and cinnamon because even though I eat those things, they're definitely not a go-to. And um, that doesn't seem like the flavor profile that I would expect to see in that because it's a very salty and has no sort of odd flavors. To me, those are odd flavors. And by odd, I don't mean, you know, that they're unpalatable or anything. It's just like it's not the American flavor profile. Also, uh, there was a quality to that. It's an that Asian Eastern one, thing. One each from every one of the dried uh, uh, herbs that you see in the supermarket. And uh, a lot of them wouldn't have gone together particularly well. But the idea of using a lot of herbs is interesting. I'd, I'd tr- that, that may be the whole story behind this Cavenders thing. Well, it's really good, and it makes a great seasoning for uh, for a Greek salad. Um, you know, I'm noticing that salads around town, uh, particularly like in 
French-style restaurants. I am noticing that there's a lot of salt, like as in gritty, I can feel the grit salt in the salad, which it seems so unnecessary to me. I don't understand why that would be. Again, tastes good, well, but um, but it seems odd. Yeah, but you know what it is. It's It winds up being something pretty simple, at least I think it is. And that is a lot of the components in a, a salad like that are, in fact, uh, pretty uh, salty, uh, including most Salt. cheeses. Most <laughs> cheeses are pretty darn salty. Yeah, they are. And then once you get into something like blue cheese, boy, it's off the charts. So uh, I think that might be it. Yeah. But what do I know, really? Okay, two six zero six three six eight. Let's talk about New Orleans hamburger and seafood, which is where you're going to find uh, terrific seafood, crisp, light, golden brown, delicious, hot, greaseless. You can get it on a platter or on a uh, on a poor boy. They have great um, local dishes. They have good salads, big salads, interesting salads, crisp salads, sandwiches. They have uh, burgers. Burgers from a good menu. And uh, char-broiled uh, oysters. Crusty on the outside, juicy on the inside. Yep. And char-grilled oysters. Ten locations around town. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. We'll Go visit a- them. Yeah, why not? Sounds good to me. We will stop for a couple of minutes, and then we'll come back with more of the food show. So stay tuned, will you? WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.